not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? So this week's topic is back by no one's popular demand because no one requested it. So we just decided to do another episode of it anyways. We're talking about the SCP people. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, bringing it back now. <laughs> two weeks in a row. Look at that. We're real original. It's a very interesting foundation. It is. And this week... um. Our lovely SCP choices have been picked by our lovely host, Tori. So, uh, take it away, Tori. Alright, so if you were like me, last week you walked away from the episode with possibly a couple of questions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you had questions, you should have asked me then. I didn't have the questions when we were actually, like, recording. It was <sighs> afterwards. And two of the main questions that I had were, what does SCP actually stand for? And how do they classify these things, <laughs> if you will? So I found out that SCP actually stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. Which makes sense, but it's also kind of weird that they chose those, because usually they work more harmoniously, I don't know. Oh, no, that kind of makes sense, because you're securing the, let's say, like, for the gnome. They're securing it, they contain it somewhere else, and now they are physically protecting it on site. So it kind of makes sense. No, just the name in general. Like, you would think that they would possibly move the words around, like, the foundation of security, containment, and protection. Nah, SCP Foundation sounds uh, <laughs> a little bit... Classier. Little, it rolls off the tongue a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird thing for me. But anyway, so they actually divide these things <laughs> into different primary classes. So there's the safe class, the useless class, the keter class, the neutralized class, and the, I'm sorry if I butcher this, thaumiel class. Wow, what a mouthful. Yes. So, five different classes that basically tell what kind of creature this is, whether it eats humans, whether you can easily contain it, and all that stuff. So, uh, what class do you think I would be classified in? You would probably be the Keter class. Mm, okay, okay. They're exceedingly difficult to contain. Wow. I'd definitely be a nuisance. Like, someone tries to experiment on me, I'd be like, ha, I'm going to mess with you for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely would. Yes. Cool. All right. So, what were the uh, the two SCPs you picked today? So, today we are going to look at SCP-137, the princess doll. And then the other one that we talked about last week, just briefly, SCP-173. Mm -hmm. The statue? Yes. My God. Absolutely love it. Well, we gave them a little bit of a teaser last week, I guess. Yeah, a little bit, but this will go more in depth about it. All right. Well, and let's hear it. 
All of this information, by the way, is pulled off of the SCP website. So if you want to go check out more, they literally have hundreds or thousands of SCPs that you can check out. They got a lot. Very. So SCP-137 is to be kept in a locked room with a hairbrush and posters depicting a country meadow to keep it placid. It is to be fed three meals a day, and under no circumstances are any toys allowed to come within 500 meters of SCP-137. Do you know why? Well, you said it was a princess doll. So my guess is that she's always like off with your head, kind of like a Queen of Hearts thing maybe? (laughs) I don't know. Semi-sort of. So this actually kind of reminded me of super one of the supernatural episodes, um, the one with like the lucky coin, and you'll see why later. Yes, or lucky rabbit's foot. Yes, it was a lucky like Greek coin that was thrown into a fountain, and then people's wishes were coming true. And oh yes, and then they had the giant teddy bear that came to life. Yeah. Yes, I know that the teddy episode. bear is why it reminded me of this. Okay. I'm excited. Let's bring on the supernatural. So SCP-137 is, quote, an entity with the ability to possess a toy, gaining the physical properties, shape, and size of whatever it represents. For example, a teddy bear will turn into an actual bear. It cannot possess any miscellaneous objects, only toys. So no spoons, no chairs, tables, posters, whatever. Only toys. Wait, so what does it actually look like then? No one really knows. It's just always in the form of a toy? Yeah. I imagine almost like, not a ghost, but like, I don't know, like a dark shadow almost that goes into toys and makes them what they are. Oh, so once it passes through, the toy becomes an actual thing. Yes. There's not just... A one thing that keeps changing form from like a teddy bear to a doll to yada yada yada. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So the observed range of 137 is approximately 250 meters. But until further testing has been accomplished, SCP-137 is assumed to have a maximum range of 500 meters from its position. SCP-137 was first brought to the Foundation's attention after a series of bizarre deaths and incidents involving children. The deaths were determined to be a random serial killer, and the Foundation's agents were sent in to investigate. It was located after an interview with a young girl suffering from PTSD after a naked man had appeared in her bedroom. It was encountered in the same neighborhood in the form of a gorilla. SCP-137 was then tracked and finally captured when it possessed a stuffed pony doll and was chased into the nearby wilderness. Then it was tranquilized and extracted to Site-19 by helicopter. Testing has shown that SCP-137 takes on the characteristics of the toy it possesses, but only as a child might perceive it. A toy soldier becomes a violent, well-armed man. A toy gun fires bullets. A toy lion attacks and kills humans. However, it lacks the true intelligence. It shows no signs of long-term memory, nor 
any capacity for learning or abstract thinking. Now, apparently an interview was done with this princess doll, which it went from the pony form somehow to the princess doll. Okay. So it does change forms. It doesn't change forms. It hops from one toy to another. And then once it's inside the toy, it believes it's that thing. Correct. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So my best guess is they followed the stuffed horse into the meadow or whatever and then put a doll in front of it to trap it or tranquilize it and then it jumped into the princess doll and they were able to capture it. Weird. Yeah. Or somehow on site 19 it transferred to the princess body. But Ty, you want to help me with this interview? Uh, Yes, Tori sent me the interview file for this thing. So it's really short. They did not give the doctor's name, but apparently a doctor did interview SCP-137. Do you want to play the doctor? Absolutely. Let's start. (laughs) Good day. Hello, I'm Princess Blossom. Are you my prince? No. Now, can you please tell me what you are? I am a princess. I am the prettiest princess in the whole world. Where did you come from? I live in a castle. Are you my prince? Further questioning yielded similar results. End log. (laughs) So basically, you don't get anywhere with this doll. It truly believes that it is a princess and is looking for its prince and so on and so forth. Someone should have said yes to the are you my prince question and sees what happened. Oh, God. Take him to the demon realm then. (laughs) Dang. Or a really pretty palace. In the demon realm. Dang. This interview took place to determine what SCP is and why and how it possesses toys. So this interview was to determine what SCP-137 is and why and how it possesses toys. But as you said a little earlier and from what you could listen to, they're not getting anywhere with this. And so they're stumped and it's still in the base. Nice. (laughs) They got a little princess on base. Yeah. Kind of terrifying though. I wonder if they have to feed her if she's in princess form. She has three meals a day. Mm, Nice. Is to be fed three meals a day. And, and I quote, under no circumstances are any toys allowed to come within 500 meters of SCP-137. Dang. So, no toys, so it can't jump from a little princess to a teddy bear to a lion to a hopefully not a t-rex and when it changes form does it become the life-size form of it or is it still that height they never said okay so i'm not a hundred percent sure on that i believe it stays in the same size as it was dang that's like a tiny one foot tall princess then if it's a doll (laughs) Or a little bit taller, depending on what kind of doll it is. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Raggedy Ann. Oh, that's true. I guess I was kind of picturing more like Barbie for some reason. Yeah, I'm actually not 100% sure because the only picture I can find is this one. Do you so, want to describe it? Uh, it literally looks like a full-grown woman with a crown. 
So maybe should they become the full form? Kind of like the prom queen. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So I guess by that photo, then it would be them becoming the an actual human being in that form. And that would make Probably. sense as to why they had to feed her three meals a day. Yeah. Oh, God. Then, yeah. No T-Rexes around that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to SCP-173. Nice. Like I said last time, it is basically a life-size paper mache doll with its head turned and it's painted basically tan with like a bunch of other different colors. It's the face only a mother could love. Very, very big head too. It's got a big ego. Almost as big as yours. Nah, no one can top me. I'm the best. (laughs) (laughs) Case in point. So item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at a time, and the door is to be relocked behind them at all times. At all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173, until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. So, if you take your eyes off of it, if you blink, you did. It comes after you. God, and you people blink so frequently. Really? Like, you don't understand how many times people blink. I just blinked like three times in this like past ten seconds. So, it was originally moved to Site-19 in 1993. Origin is, as yet, unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animated and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while within a direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter the container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull or strangulation. God. I know. Also, can you just imagine that room? Guys, I'm going to blink. going to blink. No, Jeff, don't blink. Don't blink. Guys, I can't hold it anymore. i got to blink. Ah. And then you just die. Because they probably all blinked at the same time or something. Probably. Yeah. I just, that that sucks. Just constantly Or they have to, like, possibly train in how not to blink. God, they Like, have staring contests to see who (laughs) would be better at feeding this thing. If it even does have food. I don't think it moves. I don't think it eats. Other than humans. Or does it just kill them? Actually, yeah, I think it just kills them. Because it doesn't say that it eats them. It just snaps their neck. It's just really aggressive in its back massage and neck massage. (laughs) (laughs) I see you're really stressed. No, not again. (laughs) Dang it. This happens every time. (laughs) In the event of an attack, personnel are to observe Class 4 hazardous object containment procedures. Personnel report sounds of scraping stone originating from within the container when no one else is present inside. 
So basically, it moving around sounds like concrete, which is what it's made of. Some heavy footsteps. Scraping, not pounding. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like it's dragging its feet. Dang. I can't lift them. I don't think it has knees. Oh well. Terrifying. <laughs> this is considered normal, and any changes in this behavior should be reported to the acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. Oh, God, that's gross. That is really gross. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. So that's why they go in. Yep, that would make sense. I mean, I wouldn't want to spend my whole day possibly getting murdered by that thing. That's a waste of personnel. Yeah, no. I would rather take my time with a doll. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. This is one I'm like, hell no. This is like a boss fight in like a video game. Have you ever watched Doctor Who? I've seen clips of episodes, but I'm not a Who fan. I'm not a Who fan either. Or I haven't really seen episodes, so I can't really say if I am or not. But I do know that these... But I do know that there are these alien creatures. I don't know how they would classify them. Um, But they are basically stone angels that are the same thing as this. They will kill you if you take your eyes off of them. If you turn your back, if you blink, they come closer. Dang. But they, I believe, move slower than SCP-173. Okay, okay. That is pretty creepy. Doctor Who getting dark a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's always dark. Oh, not as dark as like Supernatural, but well, Supernatural's even then is not that dark. True. I mean, all the Doctors are like reincarnated, so at one point each Doctor has to die. Dang, that sucks. (laughs) So, uh, what do you think of the SCPs? Well, hands down, 173 is more terrifying. Oh, 100%. Yeah, th- I mean, that, that was a no contest if you were comparing the two. <laughs> it is more terrifying. However, I believe I would be more terrified of SCP-137. And why is that? Because of the potential. You could bring in a stuffed animal of a T-Rex or Godzilla, King Kong, King Ghidorah, um oh my god you could have a power ranger a huge basilisk hey if it can turn into a princess it could turn into a power ranger power ranger yes but it does not turn into inanimate objects so i don't think a zord would be yeah the zords are alive technically i mean it did mention a gun which is technically an inanimate object But the possibilities for 137 could be endless and could be terrifying. Like, as soon as it's, like, it could jump from a T-Rex. And if the T-Rex is getting shot down, it could see, like, a little teddy bear off in the distance. That's, you know, 250 meters or less away. And hop into that. And then run away and just hop from one thing to another. And it'll never get caught. You know, that reminds me of this movie, and I'm blanking on the name of it, but it has uh, Denzel Washington and John Goodman in it. And basically, there's, like, this serial killer that 
he dies but becomes kind of like a ghost in a way. And So not Chucky? No, but he possesses people. And the thing is, every time he touches someone, he transfers into that person. So the whole movie is uh, Denzel Washington hunting after him. I'm pretty sure it's Denzel Washington. I could be wrong on that, but I'm... Uh, but it was like a, it was a really good movie. I'm blanking on the name of it right now, though. I'll have to show it to you. Honestly, and it could slip away very easily if it jumps into something as innocent as like a butterfly. And it has killed kids. Dang. Wait, in what forms has it killed kids? Is it like in the bear form? Yeah, it doesn't say. The only thing involving a kid after the deaths is the PTSD girl that had the naked man in her house. Based on this, it could also be like a guy doll, but then why would it take its clothes off? Like, maybe it was a naked Ken that she was playing with. Terrifying stuff, though. Like, I I really could imagine it going to a T-Rex and just being like, nom nom on a bunch of people. And that terrifying people as well. Or into a giant Godzilla, like you said earlier. Like, wow. Yeah. Side note, you ready for Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> I am so ready. I am pumped. It's going to be great. But anyways, we should save this talk for another time and uh, wrap up this podcast before we get more into it. <laughs> this is not the Godzilla versus King Kong podcast. No, but also how terrified would you be if you saw either of them? Oh my God, terrified. Those things are huge. I mean, I'm blind, so... I could probably pass off with King Kong, you know, because he has a stereotype for blondes. Dang. Um, <laughs> you not show, not so sure. Oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. See ya.